Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at DIYMoney.org. That's DIYMoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode. I, I think that people, so what I think we want to get to today is that, you know, there's very little communication. People have to communicate with their spouses. So, I mean, it's going to be difficult, but if you can, I can share some stories. Do you feel comfortable sharing some stories about how you guys communicate about money? Yeah, I think we probably have a few stories we can throw around. Well, and the difficulty is both you and I are probably the OCD <laughs> money guys in the family, and that's not always the case, right? So no. Sometimes there's a female that are uh, that are the OCD ones, and then the men don't care. So that's, I don't know. We'll, we'll address that, though. So, Why not? All right. Are we ready to go? We've been rolling. Okay. All right. Here we go. Welcome back to DIY Money with your host, Quintetro. And Daniel Zolno. Um, we're going to talk about a little psychology today, Daniel. Ooh. Well, we're not psychologists. Not throw that out there. No, not psychologists. But I tell you, after uh, after 20 years uh, of working with, with folks, there's some common themes that uh, I've seen over the years, and I think it's something that we need to address and this is going to be for the couples out there, the people that are in relationships, uh, married, or thinking about getting married. Uh, this is a very big topic that I think must be addressed, and that is how important communication is in your marriage regarding money. Huge. Yeah. I've never seen a statistic. I've tried to find one. But a common thing that is thrown around often is that money is the root of divorce. It's the number one cause of divorce. I've never, ever been able to find that real statistic. So I would love somebody to prove me otherwise. Now, I'm not saying that's not true. Because while I've not been able to find the statistic, I don't just like to spout off things that I don't know are factual, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, that folks I have met who are either divorced or going through significant challenges, one of the root causes, it might not be what ultimately sparks the flame, but one of the root causes is a major disconnect with money. And it breeds frustration, anxiety, anger, ultimately leads to bitterness which can ultimately lead to terrible relationships. So, Daniel, how do you, your bride is Ashley, of how many years now? Wow. Okay, uh, there's going to be a gap there, 13. Steve. We're going to tighten that gap out there. <laughs> 13 years, congratulations, and a couple of kids. That's awesome. How do you all handle your financial situation? So we kind of split things up. So we don't, uh, we don't have a discussion or a sort of a financial planning meeting over every aspect of our budget. We sort of divide and conquer. And so there are certain things that she is uh, highly involved in on a sort of day-to-day and month-to-month regard uh, as far as our budget goes. And and those are things, um, not to be stereotypical or, or borderline sexist, but uh, like the grocery shopping or uh, shopping for the kids' clothes or things around the house and, and things like that. So uh, we actually separate out uh, those funds. We put them into uh, a separate account. She manages that on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. Uh, I take care of sort of our 
our regular bills, financial planning, long-term investment accounts, things like that. And then we try to come together on a semi-regular basis. So that would be sort of quarterly or, or semi-annually and do sort of a deeper dive into where are we and how is that lining up with our goals? And, th- and that's kind of the financial planning, the long-term financial planning aspect of it. I know people will find this shocking who know me, but I don't have a set list of notes for this podcast. Really? <laughs> or a flow. <laughs> So I'm going to kind of, in no particular order, talk about things that I think uh, on that same subject matter, Daniel, that are that are of critical importance that I have seen over the years. Um, the first is that you have to do this as a team. You, you are a team. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody plays the same role. but But I think the most important thing that Daniel was just talking about there is that he didn't do it in, he doesn't do it in isolation. He's not the uh, chief executive officer, the chief financial officer, and the operation officer of the Zulno Family, Inc. That, that is not him. He works in conjunction with his spouse to proceed down a fiscal financial path. That is number one. That is, that is number one. Now, I want to talk to two groups. I want to talk to the person who is the... OCD money type. Okay, I'm like you. I'm like you. How in the world could somebody not care as much as we do about our budget, how we spend money, our debt, where the money goes, how much we make, etc.? It is shocking to us that the entire world doesn't find this as important as we do. I get it. Here's a newsflash. They don't. And you probably married that person. So the first piece of advice I can give after almost 15 years and married to the person who does care, I want to stress that. I used to think they didn't, and that's what creates some bitterness. They do, but they are not wired. My wife is not wired the same way I am. So for you OCD people out there that are carrying around the bitterness and the frustration that you are not in this together with your partner, you feel alone, you feel the pressure, you feel the anxiety, and you're frustrated that they don't, chill out. Really, chill out and understand that that's not how they're wired. You, I'm putting the cap on you. Your cap says CFO. You might be the husband. You might be the wife. It makes no difference. It makes no difference who you are. If you are the one that is wired for this, you have the title. You're wearing the hat of CFO. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Now, I want to speak to the other person. And you might have to be sharing. You OCD who's listening to this podcast might have to share this with your spouse. And that's perfectly fine. And you're chuckling right now going, yeah, because they're not listening to this. And they don't care about this. And I'm going to have to share it with them. And that's fine. Make them listen to this. They care about the marriage. They will. And you will say that to them. You will not say, I want you to listen to this because you don't care about money. You don't listen to anything. And I want you. I'm going to tell you right now, that ain't going to go very far. All right? That's not going to work. All right, you can draw more bees with honey than whatever the else the story goes. I don't know. I forgot that rest of it. Whatever. <laughs> the point is, if you are the person 
who doesn't care about this, please understand this is a huge deal to your spouse. It's huge. It creates anxiety. It creates frustration. It keeps us up at night. When we're planning and looking at that, it's what gets our juices flowing. It sounds crazy, and you have no idea how that could be possible. But please understand, if you love us, you have to respect that. And I promise you that the frustration you feel, because you feel like we are putting it on you, that you're never good enough, that you're never living up to that expectation, that will immediately go by the wayside if you say, you know what? Okay, it's their thing. No problem. I'll get on board. I'll be involved. And once you knock down those walls, which is so important, and you decide you swallow the humble pill, Secret to Marriage 101, by the way, You swallow the humble pill and you come together as a married couple to go, okay, you're the CFO, husband or wife. I don't care who it is. You're the CFO. The other person might be the CEO, might be the COO. They're involved. CFOs do all the books. They handle the numbers. They set the budget. They look at the finances. They pay the bills. But they also report. They also have a collective body that they come to. And you, as the COO or CEO, you might not be the CFO, but you must be engaged. You must at least pretend you care. Because you do. Because you love us. You love the person who's the CFO. That's so critical. I cannot stress that enough. Know your role and own it. And own it. Now, the other thing I want to talk about, which Daniel said, which I think is so key, and and I don't know if you have a set time for this, Daniel. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But you said that every so often your wife and you come together to sort of look at the big picture. So what does that look like? What what is that? Tell me about that. So that's primarily kind of when we can actually break away from the kids, um, get out of the house, go somewhere, it sounds bad, but like neutral territory, you know, like get our minds away from. It doesn't sound bad at all. This is exactly perfect. Yeah. Dishes and whatever's going on around the house. So you can focus. You got to be able to focus because we have a three year old and a three month old. So if we're in the house, we are not focused on budget. That's for sure. Um, so we get away. We have some coffee. Uh, if we do it at night, maybe go somewhere, have some wine or something. Kind of ease the uh, ease into it, you know, kind of discuss what's been going on, what's been going on with life and so forth. And then. What are our sort of, uh, you know, dreams and goals for the future? What, what's happened since the last time we talked and so forth? And then we look at sort of uh, where we've been financially and where we're going financially. And does it line up with what we're wanting out of life? Because uh, if you don't go back and look at your finances and you don't point them in the direction you want to go, it, it has a tendency or a nature to kind of drift off course. You're kind of like a chipmunk or a dog, like whatever's you know, right in front of you at the time is kind of where your money goes. And so if you don't realign it with your values or your goals or, or your vision for life, then uh, it, it just tends to stray. Okay. I, I want to hit on a couple things that he said, cause I, it's, there's just gems, absolutely gems. Number one, you must break away from the noise. This is so critical. And I will encourage for those of you who are not married, 
you are not in a relationship and you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, I'm the CFO, the CEO, the COO, et cetera, I encourage you to break away from the noise when you're looking at your own personal financial situation. Now go to a Starbucks, go to a, go to a restaurant, go to, you know, go to the library, find a neutral place that you can break away from any distractions, any common sort of areas that, that maybe you know, pull you in one way or the other, and, and start fresh. Start at a new place. But it's so critical for couples. I would encourage, and this is, again, we're not turning to a marriage counseling podcast, but I'll tell you right now that this can, can be used not just in finances. I'll tell you right now that there is a much different response when I bring up a subject matter with my wife over dinner, sipping a glass of wine, as opposed to when we're trying to get out the house, the kids are crazy, nobody's listening, the dishes are stacked, there's crap on the floor, I'm looking for the keys, and oh, by the way, you know, don't spend any money at the grocery store right now because we're, we're running out of the budget, you know, et cetera. That is not going to get very far. But if the time is carved out and you are able to get away and start to look at this, that is so big. Now, for those of you, I want to be very clear. You're in debt. You're trying to get ahead. You're trying to make sure that there's enough money while there's enough month. If you're in that situation, then get away to the library. You know, go go get a a, a dollar McDonald's tea. I mean, it doesn't have to be a dinner out, but it does have to be. Daniel hit it. And he, he kind of he buffered it, which I think is kind of humorous because we do that. We tend to do that a neutral territory, but that's so key. It's not what you're familiar with and comfortable with. It's not what she's comfortable or familiar with, or he's comfortable and familiar. It's a neutral territory, and that is so important. And then, and oh by the way, if if you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, this sounds good, do it. Do it. All right? This is, let me tell you the theme of this podcast over the next couple of years. Daniel's dropping the CFP knowledge. I'm kicking you in the backside. It's very simple. That's the relationship we have. Do it. Don't just nod your head. Oh, yeah. You know, pull off the side of the road, send a text message, honey. We're going to dinner tomorrow. We're going out tonight. We needed somebody to watch the kids. Enough is enough. We're talking about our money. We're talking about finances. I love you. <laughs> and wrap it up. It's good to that, add right? that in there. Yeah, yeah. Because she's gonna freak out. He's gonna freak <laughs> out. Oh my gosh, here we go again. Okay. But do it. Don't just talk about it. Now, what does this look like? Well, if you are the CFO, then it's your job to lay out the meeting. You are the one. If you are expecting your non-CFO spouse to show up at this neutral territory meeting place to talk about your finances and have the answers, you're crazy. That's not their job. Know your role. So show up. And it's not. Here's the deal, friends. This is not a task list that your spouse has to follow. No. This is you very humbly, very selflessly, getting together with your spouse and saying, we need to do this regularly. I would love you to be involved. I want your input. Maybe some apologies need to be said. 
Maybe you need to say, you know what? I've been holding some frustration because you're not as into this as I am. I've been holding on to some bitterness because you're not, you know, it doesn't seem like you're on board. I've been taking it out on you, and I'm sorry. And, and, I, and I love you, and I apologize. Maybe that needs to start. Maybe that whole meeting needs. Maybe if you're in the camp, like Daniel and I or some other folks, maybe it opens with prayer. Hey, Lord, help us down this path. Direct our finances. Direct our goals. Direct our objectives. I tell you what, you want to lower the boundaries real quick? Open with prayer. Whatever the case is, start the meeting and have the agenda. What are you going to be doing? Well, you're going to be reviewing the budget. You're going to be reviewing the progress. You're going to be looking over the money. Hey, here's where we're at. Maybe your spouse has no idea. You've expected them to know, but they don't know. They have no idea. And so it's your job to put it together. You don't know how to put a budget together? Start reading. Get on and figure it out. Again, I'm not, come on, figure it out. If you're into this, take it all the way. Here's our budget. Here's, here's what you make. Here's what I make. We bring to the table. This is what, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to start formulating this budget. And oh, by the way, you're learning too. Because if you didn't, if you knew it all, then you wouldn't be in the situation you are. If you were the, the world's greatest CFO, you wouldn't be in the situation that you are, still paying off debt, still trying to make uh, investments, retirement decisions, et cetera. And you'd have all the answers. So don't come into that meeting acting like you do. Honey, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm still learning. You got to be patient with me. I'm, I'm learning. I'm trying to you know, do the best job I can. But review, update, talk about this. And then finally, and this was so huge, Daniel said, look at the bigger picture. Set the goals. Set the goals. I'll tell you one of the greatest things my wife and I had the ability to do. Both our parents put a little bit in to our wedding, but my wife has a huge family. It was huge. So we had a big wedding. And so outside of the money that we got, we still had to pay for quite a bit of stuff. We had to put money aside. And the year before our marriage, we were forced to start meeting on a weekly basis to plan, set goals, prioritize. And I'm going to tell you, I'll never forget some drag down, beating, tears flowing meetings where we were in disagreement from everything from the cake to the photographer, you name it. But we got through it. It was paid for. We learned how to set goals, plan, etc. And that helped us after marriage to pay off all debt, take care of cards, take care of auto, take care of student loans, and ultimately pay off the house. Because we learned early how powerful it is in a team, right? Quarter three strands, not easily broken. It, it it's real. It makes sense. It works. All right, Daniel. That's all I got. I'm sermoned out. Wow, we kind of went on the sermon box there. That's all right. It was good. Anything else, Ed? I think you covered it. I think people need to do this today. Do not wait. Get together with your spouse. Have a discussion. Who's the CFO? Who's the CEO? Own the roles with humility. Thanks for listening, friends. Remember, remember, the secret to wealth is simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do it for a very long time. Make it a great week. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that we have on the blog, DIYmoney.org. And if you haven't already, leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to.